The Daily Tap is live for Friday. We have the betting preview. We are going to talk about why I love both the Packers and the Badgers this week. We'll get into both games, talk about the spreads, we'll talk about the over-unders, any trends that matter, um, and ride out for the day. So a quick Friday show, as we like to do. Um, and we'll probably probably extend the Friday shows when we need to talk Bucks um, as the Bucks season will get going next week. Uh, just a heads up, we'll have the recap on Monday, and then we'll also do um, a t- NBA preview for Tuesday. Also coming to the mix, I guess we'll use. Can you say? And I was going to announce it on the blog. Didn't make it, whatever. So I'll say it on the podcast. I'll probably do a video today talking about it. But I am going to be doing Twitter spaces after Packer and most Bucks games. I will not, I'm not committing to like every Bucks game because look, they play on Saturdays a lot. I'm usually those I have to watch back later because um, usually I'm out. And if I even, I can watch them out, I'm not going to do a space at like Eagle Park Brewing or something like that, right? But I am going to do spaces. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm going to do my first one this evening, kind of talk about maybe the weekend, what's what's on tap basically, um, <laughs> and look at everything that's going on um, because I haven't done them before. I just want to experiment with it. Um, before I do it like on Sunday that so this will be kind of the precursor I may do one Saturday too um, just during college football just to chat with everybody it's going to be 30 to 45 minutes Um, I can invite up to 10 speakers so if this is something you're interested in I can add you you just have to have a Twitter account and if you're like Charlie I can't I want to I don't I want to join but I don't have a Twitter account I don't know what to tell you. I, I'll figure it out as it goes. Um, if they provide me with a recording and I can like embed it into the blog, we'll have it there um, so you can listen back. But yeah, it's going to be a post game show um, for the Packers and most of the Bucks games. Definitely the ones that matter. Like we will have one Tuesday night uh, after the Bucks Nets, and we'll have one Thursday night after Bucks Heat. So those two for sure we will have uh, spaces for and look forward to them excited to kind of talk to you guys and yeah i will definitely put out the bat signal probably in the fourth quarter of the packer game the bucks game like anyone who wants to get invited anyone wants to talk um then they have it because it's i want it to be like an open forum like i want it to for you guys to be able to talk with me um, have that relationship. Um, I really value you guys and I really value, you know, your questions or just what you want to talk about. Like, even if you're named a speaker, I'm not asking you to talk for 30 to 45 minutes. All I'm saying is like, you'll have the ability to ask questions, to just kind of shoot the shit. Like we would be if we were sitting watching the game at Bra House or Jack's or any of the other bars here in the, in the city of Milwaukee. That's basically what this is, right? So it's not necessarily like anything fucking formal. Um, I'm sure I'll have a few notes heading into it um, that I want to talk about. But yeah, I'll do the review, um, put it on Twitter, and then immediately after I do the review, we will launch the space and we'll talk uh, Packers, Bears, and then similarly with the Bucks and the Nets. 
So yes, a little bit of yelling, and then we'll get into uh, just talking as uh, as fans, as as friends, and hopefully we build this community. I'm really excited for it. Um, I think it's a great way to expand. I chose Twitter just really quick, and then we'll talk about it. I chose Twitter Spaces over Spotify Green Room uh, for those who are like, I'm not a Twitter user, you asshole, like I can't listen. Um, the reason I chose it over Spotify Green Room is it just seemed like Spotify Green Room. It was hard to find, and I know I'm not like a huge podcast. I know that I'm trying to grow my brand, and I think with being on Twitter directly being able to lean into hashtags, being able to get Packer fans who aren't just the people who follow me, I think was why I went there. So I apologize to those who aren't on Twitter. Um, get a burner account. Um, that's, I guess, the best way. Or maybe you can follow my feed. So I'm just tapping the keg, uh, twitter.com slash tapping the keg. Maybe you're able to see my space even if you're not a Twitter user. Um, so... I will do that. Feedback is really welcomed here. So if you guys hear this on, on Sunday and you're like, or even Friday, Saturday, and you're like, Charlie, this, like, you got to be better. You got to do this, this, and this. Let me know. Like, I'm not going to be um, adverse to criticism. So I want your feedback. I want to deliver the best experience. I think this is a really cool way. I don't think a lot of people are doing this in the state of Wisconsin. So again, trying to break through, I think this is a perfect opportunity. And so I hope hope you guys join. I hope you guys come hang out this weekend. And then, uh, yeah, we'll fully launch on on Sunday and we'll we'll carry this through and, until we can't. All right, let's talk about it. The Green Bay Packers are facing the Chicago Bears in the league's oldest rivalry. It is a pseudo premiere game for Fox. Fox is touting it as their kind of number one game on Saturday, on Friday, Sunday, excuse me. I have all my days screwed up, screwed up now, but they're touting it as their sort of big game, their game to watch, if you will. You have Greg Olson and Joe Davis on the call. That is Fox's number two team, Kevin Burkhart doing baseball. So that's why Joe Davis is there over Kevin Burkhart. But, I, but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm definitely definitely okay with that. Good broadcasting crew, but they are the top crew. So for good reason, and a lot of the country is getting Packers Bears. Not all the state of Wisconsin, though. Um, Eau Claire area is getting Minnesota, Carolina. I feel like that's a problem. I feel like we need to address that, that issue. Like we need everybody to have Packers Bears. Like that's very unfair to all my friends in the Northwest uh, part of the state, they are Packer fans more than they are Vikings fans. And I know there are some that are Vikings fans, but let's be real. The Packers have been so good throughout the years. Like Fox needs to change that uh, immediately. I'm sure there, there are reasons for this. I'm sure people can explain this to me. But our friends in Northwest Wisconsin need need to have the Packer game. It's really more, it's very, it's very, it's almost like, it's almost northern Wisconsin. It's not necessarily northwest, but it's it's close, whatever. So I, they need to. I will get done with coverage maps. We'll talk about the, the game itself. So the Packers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over the Chicago Bears. The over-under is sitting at a 44-and-a-half. Wow, that is low. Um, so that, that'll be the over-under, 44-and-a-half. Uh, 
the Packers are looking to continue their toward success against the Chicago Bears. Just straight up, no betting. The Packers are 9-1 against the Bears. Against the spread, they are 7-3 in their last 10 games against the Bears. The over has went in 6 of the last 10 games for the Packers. I really like the Packers in this spot. At the start of the week, I don't know if I was there, but as the week has gone on, and Mitch talks about this all the time, where Packer fans get more confident as the week goes on. And I don't think I was that confident about the Bengals. I still placed a wager on them, but I wasn't that confident in the Packers until like 12 o'clock on Saturday night at the Jackalope Lounge. Really good spot, underrated spot in Milwaukee, where I was like, okay, I like the Packers. I think they're going to kill Cincinnati. And lo and behold, like I was right all week. Like my senses of like, this is a weird game. This might be a stay away. All that proved to be true because all you got out of it was a push, right? You didn't necessarily get what you wanted out of it. So the fact of the matter is, is like, this is different. This is just different, okay? Like this is not the same as Cincinnati. And why I start to feel good about it is there's a lot of reasons to like the Packers in this game. Number one, it's the Aaron Rodgers dominance over the Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers loves playing the Chicago Bears. He owns them. There is something to that. It's similar to how Favre was against against the Bears. I can't discount that at all. Like I cannot underrate that. I know I've talked about it a lot this week, but it's a big fucking deal. It's something that matters. It's something that you just feel a extra oomph, if you will. The Packers have had the Bears number over and over again with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So that's number one. Number two, they can get to Justin Fields. Justin Fields has not done well with pressure. The part of Matt Nagy saying Justin Fields wasn't ready, which got a lot of criticism. And I think it was more because Matt Nagy's a dickhead more than it being inaccurate. Because I don't know if Justin Fields is ready. I understand he beat the Lions and the Raiders, but... Put that in a vacuum, and we'll get to the schedule here in a second with the Bears, but the Lions have been struggling at best defensively. They are one of the worst defensive teams in football. They might be in every game. They might be in every fight. Dan Campbell might cry, but at the end of the day, the the Lions just have no defense to speak of. Then the Raiders had all the John Gruden drama. The Raiders were dead. They didn't want to play for John Gruden. They did not want to show up. Like that was something I would have loved to have in my back pocket on Sunday as I'm getting my card ready. I I was on the Bears, but I wasn't on the money line. I would have loved to be on the money line. Someone tell me like, hey, look, they've quit. Like they've quit on John Gruden, everything like that. It's not going to work out well for them. You should go the other way. It's actually why I like the Raiders this weekend against the Broncos because I'm like, okay, everybody's going to think the Broncos are going to kick their ass. And again, I don't know how good the Broncos are. I also don't know how good the Raiders are. But they quit on their team. So Justin Fields kind of got two games to kind of get his feet wet. But now the Green Bay Packers come to town. Their pass rush has looked mean this year. They hit Joe Burrow a bunch. You're telling me they can't do that to, to, to Justin Fields with a Bears offensive line that was much maligned? A lot of people have not criticized it in a couple weeks, but everybody was all over that Bears defense when they were facing Cleveland. Or I'm sorry, the Bears offensive line, not their defense. That, to me, is one, one thing that stands out. I think they can get to Justin Fields, and I think they can make his day a living hell. Also, to add more fuel to the fire, the Bears' secondary is not that good. Eddie Jackson, Kendall Vildor are two of the worst 
passing rating defensive backs in football. Quarterbacks are averaging 155.7 passer rating against Vildor and 155.2 against Eddie Jackson. That is bad. That That is not what you want if you're a team. And now I know Kevin King's there at, at nine. Okay, we'll acknowledge that. But the Bears have two guys. So h- how can we trust this defense? Yes, the Bears front seven is good. But if you can keep hold your water and keep that pass rush at bay, you're going to be able to pass all day against them. That's another check mark against the Bears. And then lastly, Pete Bukowski pointed this out. The Bears pass rush is not really that good. Bukowski points this out. They're 28th in pressure percentage. They're 28th, 20th in pass win rate. But first in sacks and second in adjusted sack rate. Bukowski goes, they're basically Kyler Fackrell in 2018. So this Bears team is smoke and mirrors, is what all of this comes to. The way that we conclude this is the Bears are smoke and mirrors. They are not as good as we think they are. Yes, they're 3-2. and two. Yes, they can muck it up. But they are not good. And I think this is an investment to the Packers. I think you load up. Like, I, I feel very good about this, similar to the Pittsburgh game a couple weeks ago. Like, I feel very good about the Packers' chances. I know they're on the road. I know this is their second game on the road. But I do feel like the Packers are going to win this game, and they're going to win it by two touchdowns at least. I think this is going to be a very, holy shit, the Packers are legit. I think people think the Packers are legit, but I think they are going to put sort of the foot on the gas pedal. A lot of the nation's watching Again, one of the premier games of the weekend. I think the Packers are going to make a statement here and they're going to win by at least two scores, if not more. And as for the over-under, I think it's a stay away. My guy Fant has said that the Bears-unders are a great play this year. They're 5-1 five and, five and one this year. Uh, the Packers are more of an over-team, six of their last nine. It went under last week. Remember, we gave out the under, which I didn't bet, of course. But I gave out the under and said I thought that was the best bet. I thought both defenses are actually pretty good. Packers defense is good. My worry here is I think the Packers can make it an over game, but I worry that the Bears defense or sorry, Bears offense will make it an under game where the Packers basically shut down Justin Fields and we end up with a game like 27 to 10 and it's then it's 37. So I think it's a stay away. Um, if you want to invest in the under, I don't hate it. Um, I think 44 and a half is almost a rat line for the over-under because you look at the Packers and you're like, that should not be 44 and a half. There's no, there's no way, no how should we have that at 44 and a half. But I, I think they're the reason is the Bears offense. I think what they're what Vegas is saying is we don't think the Bears are gonna score that many points. So Aaron Rodgers can go off, and unless he gets 40 points, which I think is unrealistic. We're not going to get to 44 and a half. That's just not going to happen. So I would avoid it. Um, I would not touch it. But yeah, I love the Packers in this game. I don't. I think there is a lot of reason to invest invest the dollar bills in them. As for the Wisconsin Badgers, I am into the Badgers this weekend. I really like the Badgers. I think that them against Army is the perfect match. The Badgers are a 14 point favorite. The over-under is 38 and a half. Very funny, over-under. 
a lot of you could say, well, Charlie, are you just jumping back on the bandwagon for the Badgers because they won a game against the Illinois fight in Illini? No, not really, honestly. It has nothing to do with the Illinois game. It was impressive. Don't get me wrong. Like, that was a really good win for Wisconsin. And I we gave out a tease of the under and the and the Badgers. I think we said minus four. Like, that was easy. We cleared that without any problem. And I wish I would have act again. I, I need to sometimes bet this stuff that I do. Like, I, I say these things and I'm like, ah, oh, I, I look at it and I'm like, nah, no, I'm okay. I needed to invest that one because again, that was right. That was a that was a solid, solid, solid bet. But anyways, I typically do. It's it was just a weird week, um, weird weekend where I was kind of all over the place with this shit. So that's why. So don't think it like, oh, this is a regular thing. No, it's not really a regular thing. It's just I don't. I sometimes I forget, and that was a weekend where I forgot. But anyways. Wisconsin is just a great matchup against Army. Like, this is a terrible matchup for the Golden Knights. I understand that Jeff Munkin is a great coach. I love this Army team. Like, Army, to me, is one of my favorite sort of non-Power non 5 teams. Like, I always like watching them play. I went to the, I know it's their rival, but I went to the Navy-Notre Dame game. And it was awesome because the midshipmen were in the crowd, like, there was such an American vibe to it. And I do think you'd get that if you go to Camp Randall uh, Saturday night. Like I think you're going to get an awesome environment. And it won't just be drunk college kids because it's a Saturday night game. You'll also get the Army fans and you'll get the cadets there. And it'll just be this great scene. And you'll feel so proud to be an American. Like, so I, I like Army a lot, but I just don't see this as a good matchup for them. I th actually think they're going into a hornet's nest. The more I talk about it, the more I think about it, Army is running a triple option against a vaunted run defense, against a run defense that is built to stop something like this. They are not going to let Army get anything on the ground. Their bugaboo has been deep passes. Guess what Army doesn't do? Pass the football. They might do it once or twice a game, but they don't They don't want to pass the football. This is a nightmare for the Golden Knights. Like They are in a terrible spot here. And I don't really know how Army A covers or B wins this game. I guess the way they cover is forcing turnovers. That would be the only way that I could see it. Or short possessions defensively where... They're punting the ball and Army sort of wears down Wisconsin's defense and they're able to kind of crack holes in it come third or fourth quarter. But I, I just don't see it. Like I look at Army's schedule this year and Army's played absolutely fucking no one. They played Georgia State. They've played Ball State. They played Western Kentucky. They played UConn. I'm forgetting one of the teams they've played. But they've not played a Power 5 team this year in, six, in five games. That's a problem. Number two... None of those teams are really that good. Wisconsin, had, before the Illinois game, had played the toughest schedule in college football. That, to me, is something that people are forgetting when they're talking about Wisconsin and they're talking about them from a betting perspective, is they are losing sight of that Wisconsin has played a really hard schedule. So they're probably not as bad as people think they are. And everybody has the... Notre Dame game, the Michigan game in their heads, but like 
Notre Dame's a top, I think a top 15 team. Michigan's into the top 10. Penn State's into the top 10. Wisconsin has played all those fucking teams already. So when you look at it and you take a step back and you're like, okay, Army's played no one close to any of those teams. Any. Well, Eastern Michigan withstanding because they've played some MAC teams. But any of those teams, they have not played them. So that's why I look at this and I say, all right, Wisconsin makes a lot of sense here. And that's why I would invest in Wisconsin. I think that they are just set up to stop the triple option. I understand they don't have a ton of time to prepare for it, but I have to think that Jim Leonard is a forward thinking dude. I have to think that they were already looking ahead to this and already knew it was on the schedule. And I'm sure Leonard will be ready for the triple option. I do not expect Wisconsin to not be prepared for it. It's what Army does. I doubt that they're going to be caught with their pants down. So I, taking the Badger minus 14, I'm taking Wisconsin or Green Bay minus five or five and a half. I actually would, I don't know if I want it to get up to six because then I'm getting in. It's like, wow, everybody's on it. it. It started at four and a half, but if it does get up to six, becomes very teasable. I think at five and a half, it's even kind of teasable that you can tease that thing down. I know it's breaking through the zero, but it's still worth an investment, right? It's still worth to say, all right, this is this is good to go. And I, I love I love Green Bay. I love Wisconsin this weekend. Um, you know, there it's fun when there are weeks like this, right? Where you really like the teams that you're rooting for on the weekend from the betting angle. As for the rest of college football and the NFL, quick sort of rapid fire stuff as we tend to do on on these shows. I love the Lions uh, plus three and a half. Cincinnati coming off that Packer game. I just think they can be dead. I know Cincinnati has a ton of offense. I know their defense is all right. I just really, I really like the Lions in that spot. I think it's a great spot for them. I love the Chiefs six and a half. I think this is a must win game for Kansas City. I kind of like Minnesota. Um, I don't not not entirely there just yet. Um, I think Chargers Ravens is a great game. I don't know where I'm at there. Cleveland I like um, against the Cardinals. I keep wanting to fade the Cardinals. I it's gonna work out for me at some point. Okay, uh, Pittsburgh being a five point favorite against Geno Smith feels like a lot. Um, that's all I'll say about that. I'm not. I don't know where I'm gonna go with it, but I that just to me. Feels like a lot of points for a Pittsburgh team that I think everybody thought was dead before the game against Denver. As for college football, Oregon tonight, 13 and a half, a lot of points, but California might suck. So I don't know there. Um, cold day in Austin, 42 degrees. Wow. So you're, you're going to get some coldness uh, there. Indiana, Michigan State, four and a half point favorite on the road against Indiana. It was We thought it was a rat line last week against Rutgers. Turned out it wasn't. Um, everybody loves Oklahoma State. That line keeps falling. It's almost to the point where I don't know if I love it because um, now it's Texas minus four. It might be a stay away. Um, maybe it gets back up to five, but it might just be something to take the, take the money line and ride it out. I love Arkansas in a revenge spot against... Auburn, uh, they're four and a half point favorites. I know that they haven't been that good the last couple weeks. I think they're going to rock it. 
Florida, you got to love Florida against LSU. I think LSU has quit. I think you just have to hammer down on Florida. Georgia, Kentucky, college game day is going to be there. Georgia's a 21 and a half point favorite. I know Georgia's been good, but what's your favorite defense Georgia's faced? Like, Kentucky's defense is good. I just, I think it's going to be low scoring, and I, I don't know if Georgia gets 20 to 21 and a half. I've been wrong on Georgia all year, though, so don't maybe don't take my word for that. Uh, what else do I like? Um, Alabama, 17 against Mississippi State, maybe. Oh, I like TCU a lot. Um, they're a 13 and a half point dog against Oklahoma at home, or it's on the road. TCU's not that good. If Max Duggan doesn't play, though, I would be off that. The over-under for Old Miss, Tennessee is 83. Um, man, that's something else. I love Boston College at home against NC State. They're a three-point dog. That is a great spot for Boston College. I love that. That will be wherever my money line goes. Texas A&M, eight and a half against Missouri on the road. That screams letdown, but Missouri is so bad defensively. And it looked like, I mean, if Texas A&M, I guess here's the, here's the theory there. Just that, we'll wrap up with this one. Texas A&M offense basically was nothing for a, a few weeks. And then they put up 30-something against Alabama. If they put 30, 38 against Alabama, or 41, I think they finished with. What couldn't they do against Missouri, who's tr- absolutely trash defensively? And coached by Steve Wilkes, who I think... I don't know how Steve Wilkes keeps getting jobs. Steve Wilkes, remember, was the Arizona coach. He was terrible. Uh, then he was a defensive coordinator in the NFL, I think. He was terrible there. He's terrible in Missouri. Like, I have no idea how this guy keeps getting jobs. He must be an awesome dude. He must be a guy who you want to just have beers with because that makes zero sense to me. All right, that does it for our show. Like I said, Twitter spaces. We're going to experiment Friday, Saturday night. If you guys are hanging out, or well, Saturday afternoon, but Friday night, Saturday afternoon, if you guys aren't doing anything and you want to be a part of it, just hit me up, Twitter, let me know. You can also t- uh, DM me on Instagram as well if that's your preferred method of communication. Um, we'll be happy to add you to that space and then you can talk. So that's kind of how it goes. If I add you to the space, you can talk. If you join in without that, you can't talk. So I, I want you guys to be a part of it. I want you guys to be able to speak your truth. We can only do 10. So I don't think we're going to get to 10. Um, just being realistic on this thing. So I don't want to say like, oh, you have to get in early. If this thing gets rocking and I'm like, all right, you have to let me know, then that's that. But I will um, I will do, I will on Twitter probably an hour before I'm going to do it. I will let you know. So yeah, we'll play around with it. I think tonight, probably like 8.30, um, 9 o'clock. So we'll, we'll have a space there for, for a little bit of uh, Friday night football talk as well as chatting about the games this weekend. Um, it'll be a little, maybe a little similar to this, but not, not too similar. Um, we'll, try to, we'll try to avoid uh, the similarities there. Maybe we'll even talk a little Bucks preseason, but I'm not. I don't really watch preseason basketball. I watch the highlights and get excited about Giannis's jumper. We haven't talked about that. Um, so I, that's worth maybe a conversation topic on. Well, we certainly will do it on the NBA preview. So I'll, I'll save it for that. You'll hear it there. Um, all right, guys. Take care of yourself. Have a great weekend. Follow us on all the socials. Tapping the Keg uh, on Twitter and then Tapping the Keg Sports everywhere else. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. We really would appreciate that. Uh, whether it be Spotify, whether it be 
on Apple. Um, those are those are great. Tell your friends. We're also on all the other podcasts too. All right, take care. Have a great weekend. We'll uh, we'll see you on the socials. All right, bye.